All right, welcome back to Harding Academy's Teaching for Transformation podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Frizzell, and with me today is Betsy Colesnack, our K-12 curriculum coordinator, to tell you a little bit about through lines. But before we get there, of course, quick reminder, here on the TFT podcast, our deep hope is that this podcast would help explain and enrich your understanding of teaching for transformation at Harding Academy so that you may support your child's spiritual growth. So, last week we talked about deep hopes, what those were, and how those might enter our TFT story. We've been looking at those for about two weeks now, so now we're going to look into through lines. So, how are you doing today, Betsy? I'm doing well. How are you? Fantastic. Nothing more fun than sitting with my friend Betsy Kolsnack in her office talking about through lines and teaching for transformation. So, Betsy, to get us started, can you kind of tell us a little bit about what exactly through lines are in the teaching for transformation framework? Absolutely. Um, the thing that's exciting about through lines to me is um, when you look at the total overview of teaching for transformation, you see that deep hope piece kind of as the foundation, the building block. And then you look at the through lines and they're like the framework, the actual scaffold or the bridge to the next level of uh, spiritual application. And so through lines are the language, the titles that we use to connect student learning and content to the spiritual focus. So what I love about what Harding has done with our through lines, um, the Teaching for Transformation through CASE has some that they recommend, but then Harding spent time being very intentional, the teachers at Harding, and talking about what's meaningful within our culture, what's meaningful to our students. And so coming up with our own through lines with specific applications. And so when we're talking about through lines, if you're completely new to Teaching for Transformation, what we're looking at are ways, a common language that students and teachers can use to associate what we're learning with the spiritual. So let's say that in Miss Page's kindergarten classroom, they're having a lesson about plants and they're talking about growth and um, looking at what God has done and how he has created uh, his world. They're being creation keepers. That's the through line. They can also be order discoverers, which is a different through line because they're looking at the patterns in nature and trying to find connections to um, what God is doing within their study. And so this is done like in all areas. And you kind of see some trends that emerge where some through lines lend themselves better to some content areas. And I think that that's great because um, overall there's one called Wisdom Pursuer. You could use that like your umbrella uh, because it, we're school, we're always pursuing mm -hmm. wisdom. But then when we really dig down deeper and we talk about the things that we're doing, you know, in our African-American history classes, are we being justice seekers? And how are we being justice seekers? Um, within our uh, campus community, are we being community builders? And how are we glorifying God through that process? Right, well, and if one of the, like you said common language, I think, which is one of the most exciting things about teaching for transformation for us at Harding, the idea that from the time a child walks in our doors, whatever age that is, they're hearing this terminology and so they can begin to make deeper connections. So we've talked about deep hope and the idea that, you know, your kindergartner comes in and learns what a deep hope is and what, you know, Miss Page or Miss Heather or Miss Denise or anyone's deep hope is. And then, you know, by senior year of high school, they're still hearing about a deep hope and they're seeing different ways that teachers' deep hopes come out in their classroom. And through lines would work the same way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that is one of the big things that Teaching for Transformation has done for us. Um, prior to its adoption, we were um, 
using terms like Christian worldview and we were seeking that connection always as a Christian school and, and trying to make disciples of our students. But that's what was lacking was this common language piece. And so that the children are, are familiar with what a deep hope is, with what a through line is, what a storyboard is, what a flex experience is. And these are all things y'all will hear about as we go along. But um, this, this one piece, I think, you know, for having the same um, titles for things so that they can see a connection while I was a servant, a servant worker when I did this experience where we brought things for the homeless here in third grade. And then our senior year, we also were servant workers as we went out into the community and made lunches, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think that that really is an exciting part of Through Lines and Teaching for Transformation in general. Yeah. Well, I, I would be curious to hear your thoughts kind of as a, as a teacher in a classroom, right? Like how do through lines make connecting on that deeper spiritual level um, easier and more seamless? I know for me, um, when I'm teaching history um, with Ms. Holmes in African-American history, and we're talking about being a justice seeker, right, or a community builder, we've got kids that have been hearing those terms in other classes, right? Like I know my first grader has learned about being a justice seeker this year, um, by caring for the homeless. Um, and so that's one way, but when they get to my class in 11th grade, it's a different conversation about what seeking justice looks like in, I mean, frankly, more complicated scenarios. You know, the, the through lines deepen with your content. As your content becomes different, the through lines can, can morph. So as a teacher, for me, I love that I have this way to connect with my content with the same words that kindergarten even is using but it works in a different way and a different level for me. So kind of from your experience, how do you see those through lines making it easier for teachers to connect their content to, to real story? What I love is that common language piece again. And not only is it for the teacher, it's for the student. So I think some of the most powerful connections to through lines that I have um, observed have been student generated. So you have kids, you're having a discussion, um, even something like phonics, you know, which doesn't seem like uh, something super exciting that you're no, going to be <laughs> you know, delving into that. Um, but they may be exploring a word, you know, um, like empathy or something that, that comes up in second grade where you have to code that word and um, the kids understand what that means and they make a connection to how a servant worker might have that or a God worshiper might show empathy. And so not just for the teacher and that's what I think everything not just the deep hope it's not just for the teacher the through lines are not just for the teacher it's for our kids and they are making connections to this content and making applications themselves and the, the hope is that they're making these connections outside of the classroom as well that they're seeing how they can be an idolatry discerner in the world when they're confronted with money and how to to be good stewards of that um, but the, the authentic interactions between the kids and these through lines, I think are the most powerful ways that I've seen it done. Because teachers plan it. I mean, they do a beautiful job of integrating these ideas into what they're teaching. But the best part is when the kids take it on their own and they make those connections themselves. Well, and you mentioned this, you say teachers planning how they're using it. Like these are intentional plugins. This isn't a, you know, we talked about cells, and then at the end of our cell lesson, we said, and God made cells, so clearly cells are good, right? Like, there is something more intentional and more woven within what students are experiencing and learning at our school because of these through lines. 
Absolutely. And these through lines become the basis of those learning targets. So that teachers are expressing in their planning the desire to make these connections. And it, it, it does become so much more than making a connection in a single content area to Christian worldview. It's this holistic approach to spiritual integration into all content areas. And this gives us the language and the kids the understanding that framework to base that on. And I think that's really powerful. That's right. Could you, do you mind walking us through these through lines? So Harding has 10 through lines that they hear from, uh, definitely from kindergarten on, but they'll even hear them a little bit over at Little Harding where they're familiar with them too. Can you kind of just tell us what each one is and give us a quick little one sentence, what you think or how, we, how, how their children might see it in a classroom? Absolutely. So um, Creation Keeper is one that's really popular, <laughs> you know, in the lower <laughs> grades because we do talk a lot about how God created the world. And it's more than just... Um, honoring and seeing his creation, it's that call to stewardship. So how are we um, being good stewards of his creation? And that's, you know, led to some really beautiful things happening in our school garden and and um, within our recycling community. Um, Order Discoverer is another. And wow, does that resonate with our math people? Um, <laughs> so that one doesn't resonate with me personally, but I know that there are people whose brains God has made to work like that. I really do, because I do think that math is a lot less scary to kids if they are seeking that order, and they're looking to see that they can find those patterns and that they are empowered through that, because God is a God of order. The intelligent um, design. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, beauty creator, that kind of just spans everything. You know, of course, you anticipate hearing about that in fine arts or in our specialty classes. But I hear kids saying things differently, like out on the playground with chalk, you know, they're mm -hmm. putting out beautiful oh, drawings that. and they say, oh, look, I'm being a beauty creator. You mm -hmm. know, and there's just a, a wealth there. Um, justice seeker and, you know, it, automatically your class comes to mind. But there's so much more, like um, the STEAM night that lower school did centered around Black History Month. Um, there were a lot of uh, connections to this particular through line as they explored the lives of prominent African Americans. And um, community builder, that as a former principal, um, that really resonated with me. That was the through line that I went through um, to make connections to the kids because I do think we're called to build this community of Christ followers and, and to show that in what we do. Wisdom Pursuer, that's like a, the umbrella one <laughs> where we are seeking God's knowledge uh, through our studies. An image reflector, trying to do and say uh, the things we know he wants us to do. I feel like that one probably comes up a lot in uh, disciplinary conversations and <laughs> redirects. Like, have you been an image reflector when you were being unkind on the playground, right? Yes. When you bit your friend. Hopefully no one's been bitten. No. Uh, but it's probably nice to have that, um, that framework and alignment for, it's not that you broke a rule and you're in trouble because a rule was broken. We're improving because we want to be image reflectors. You know, mm -hmm. were you being like Christ? Are you showing God's image in what you're doing instead of this is our role that we feel really strongly about? And so now mm -hmm. you're going to go sit in timeout or I don't know, whatever you do when you kick someone on the playground or bite, if, <laughs> if, if, if as Betsy says, that's happening. Uh, this, that's just a funny one. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. Yeah, that wasn't real. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. And I think. I've often said as a principal, if I could not rely on what God calls us to be um, in, in this image reflector piece, I don't think that you can be effective in discipline or in, in shepherding a child's heart toward um, being more Christ-like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, because 
that's the whole purpose of what we're doing. And we talk about integrity a lot and, and doing what's right when no one's looking. And that's huge for image reflecting. Servant worker, um, I have been amazed at how much this resonates with young children all the way up to our seniors. There, there is a, an inherent desire in the hearts of our kids to serve others. I mean, when you see children um, doing chore sheets and bringing in their money to help buy something or donating items and you see that they are donating toys and things that they really love, um, that's just a huge step in the right direction towards spiritual formation. Um, God worshiper, uh, I love our chapel experiences. I see that, but um, I hear it in the way that the kids sing and they're being directed in those paths that we can worship God outside of the church setting, that we can worship, worship God outside of chapel, that we can worship God in nature or um, amongst one another, and that's powerful. And the last one is idolatry discerner. Like I said, when we talk about financial stewardship a lot in the upper school, I know we have classes like that. And with our kids too, in the lower school, um, there's uh, a lot of focus on gaming and um, those things and talking about how we can make sure we're not being uh, making idols out of things that are not godly. Right. Well, and I don't know if you remember this, but I feel like when we were, when we had our committee and we were working on what these 10 through lines to be, idolatry discerner came up as a, how relevant is this wording to our students? You know, like when you say idolatry discerner, are they just thinking of golden calves and they're not really focused beyond that? Or is there something more to it? And we, and we decided to stick with this terminology. Um, and I love that because I think it's naming something that's real for these kids and saying, yeah, it might be gaming or something that feels really innocuous culturally, but that can still very seriously be idolatry and big, a, be a big barrier to you or to your friends. So training these kids to be idolatry discerners and call out things that aren't just, you know, statues. <laughs> Uh, can be real valuable for them. I think it's good for us adults, too. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So you were lower school principal when we adopted Teaching for Transformation and kind of through our first several years of implementation. So as an administrator watching this, what do you see different um, for our kids and for classrooms? Like for a parent who's coming in, how would you describe to them the difference that they experience because their kid is, their kid is experiencing this model? I think that there's just um, a community of faith here that has been built around this common uh, language and this common framework. And so when we're talking about what the children are actually experiencing, it's just this intentional effort that is happening consistently to help them grow close, closer to Christ through their experiences in the classroom. And I think the understanding that what we learn academically is intimately tied to God's will um, is huge because when we, if we just look at things in isolation, then they, they can lose their meaning. But if we look at things within the broader context of what God is calling for these teachers to do, for these children to learn, for these parents to partner with us in, I think that it is an incredibly powerful way to help children make connections in the classroom and out of the classroom with God. Oh, that's that is special. Um, so our deep hope, obviously, we want to we want to uh, equip parents to understand uh, what teaching for transformation is, but we're also interested in, in enriching and equipping so that they can support their child's growth. So, how can you see 
these through lines being a piece of what parents can do at home so that the school and the families are partnering together for the spiritual development of their child. Well, I love the idea of having something posted in your home mm -hmm. to help you remember those titles because they do resonate with the kids. So it, as you're at home and you become more familiar with this program, if you can talk with the kids and help them make those connections outside of the school. So using language like when they're making a beautiful uh, family drawing for you saying, oh, I just love to see you being a beauty creator. Mm -hmm. Or if they're um, finding a way to get along with their sibling when something has not <laughs> gone the way it should. <laughs> it's just a little bit. I know what happened in my house. Um, to say, I appreciate how you're being a justice seeker in this situation, mm -hmm. you know, or you're being an image reflector by showing grace to your brother who is, you know, doing things he shouldn't. And um, I think that th that intentionality and that crossover piece between school and home is really powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think even from a parent perspective, the more educated you are on these things, you'll hear it without even having to do it yourself. Um, I know it happened to me the other day. Of course, I know these through lines, I'm teaching with them, um, but one of my kids did the dishes and commented, she said, I'm being a servant worker. And I knew exactly what that was. And we had a great little conversation about what that meant and how you know we were excited for that. And we want we want to encourage that behavior and having that common language, knowing that they're hearing the same type of reinforcement in their classrooms the whole time they're here and in their house. I mean. That's really powerful and I think builds builds strong character uh, and, and recurring attitude and, and outlook and things like that. So Well, I, I'm excited for them to be beginning this process at such a young age. When we started, I think it was four years ago, the early adopter cohort, and we started learning about this and seeing these connections. I'm a public school kid, mm -hmm. uh, so that was not um, built into my school experience. And I remember thinking at the time, I think I was in my 30s before I started making these connections to what I had learned in a classroom um, to this spiritual formation that occurs at that time. And how exciting is it that our kids are getting this opportunity now at such a young age to not put Jesus in a silo, but to be able to see him in everything. Um, and I think that we're looking at some really um, amazing growth opportunities for our kids and I am excited to see our seniors in a few years who've been through this experience holistically and who God has created them to be through Teaching for Transformation. Right. Well, and I can definitely already see a difference with my 11th graders who have had TFT for four, five years. Their understanding of what through lines are, uh, the way, the intentionality of which they pay attention to when I share my deep hope because they understand so much more about what it means, right? All these pieces that we're going to look at later in other episodes that kind of help us really see, man, they're getting it. Um, and hopefully, you know, they can come to see these through lines as ways of being and ways of living. Like they're the way in to see the connection between a con your content area and your deep hope, right? How does math Create to my connect to my deep hope, or how does math create to God's story? Right? How are those links there? But it's also about how are these who I am? Right? Like I personally may not be very much of an order discoverer. God did not create me in that way, but He blessed me in other through lines. And I want our kids to be able to find you know at least one, hopefully several, where they say I am a community builder. And when they leave here, they say, you know, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to have this job and I'm going to be a great 
a doctor, but I'm also going to be a justice seeker in how I do that. Like how how do the people that they become serve the kingdom and not just themselves, not just a job? How is everything bigger than the sum of its parts? All right, so Betsy mentioned a few things. Obviously, uh, we're going to look more in depth at these through lines. We've got a couple episodes planned. We're going to talk with teachers about, you know, what a specific through line looks like in their classroom, what we mean by that, some resources for you on the website. We've got a graphic that's got all these through lines. As she mentioned, having something like that in your house, that'd be a great thing to put on the refrigerator. Um, I know a couple of families who already do that, and it leads to great conversation, helps you kind of set up those difficult conversations sometimes, or some just positive reinforcement. And then also available on our website, we've got a document that outlines each through line. It's about one page long for each through line. It gives you some scriptures for what, what we're talking about when we come from there. It's got a good little write-up describing the types of behaviors and skills and subject areas. You can see that through line. So, I mean, as much as you want to know, you can find and we can support so that you can, you know, partner with us and have these have this language to use at home so that together, you know, we can, we can work to enrich and support your child's spiritual growth. So... Uh, any last thoughts on uh, through lines? Betsy, you've obviously been a parent for a long time. you got two great boys, well, one and a half. Uh, <laughs> I love Ryan most of the time. Um, but if you're talking to parents who maybe they're just starting this journey, you know, they've got small people, um, what would you say about through lines and maybe what would be important for us as parents to try to do with our kids? We know it's not, there's not a rule, there's not a cheat sheet, right? It's, it's struggle all the time to figure out what to do. But what would you, what would you say? I think that if you can um, incorporate this language into your language in, at home, I think that that's really huge because I, I feel like there was a lack of intentionality on my part just because, you know, you don't know everything mm -hmm. as a parent. And I wished that I had had these tools to help point them in, in that direction, to help them grow more deeply uh, in understanding that God is everything and to not compartmentalize him. So um, if if that can be done, and I see an intentionality, I, I've told Scott this, uh, he's a younger parent, I see an intentionality with the parents of this generation, of the young child's generation. They are seeking deeper relationships with their children. They are seeking um, to have um, more consistent interaction with their kids. I see just a high quality of, um, like, like an intentionality. I don't know how else to say it. I feel like they <laughs> are just, the they are time. intentional in spending time with their children and creating meaningful experiences. And that's just been so impressive to me. Um, and if we could take those experiences and add in the spiritual focus, I think that that could be extremely powerful because young parents are, are, are doing some really great things. And this could be just another tool in their tool belt to help, um, as they guide their children toward Christ. Well, Betsy, thank you for the time. Thank you for helping us with this kind of introduction to through lines. Uh, next episode, we're going to take a deep dive in one of them. We're going to look more at idolatry discerning and actually how we do that in a high school Bible classroom with Jason Knight. Jason Knight's a master teacher. You're going to want to listen to what he has to say about that before we go into some more. And then way down the road, we're going to talk some about flex, which is kind of this last big rock, you know, kind of the three big rocks in uh, TFT deep hopes, through lines, and flex. So you've got two of them. Stick around, keep listening to learn more, uh, and check out the website for more, more resources. Thanks for listening.